Are you ready for the end of the world? You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I forgot again. You think after after 17 years, I would get it right. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. With special guest? Bedelia. I was thinking, well, no, I guess the sun's not out today. So special guest occasionally the sun. <laughs> just like special guest Earth Month. We are wrapping up Earth Month with a climate march. Yes. So stick around for our happenings and we will talk about the Earth Week, the Earth Month, all the stuff that's been happening. The next march is all about climate change. For the second weekend in a row, Washington DC will be home to people clamoring for policies based on science but unlike the march for science this week's this weekend's people's climate march will be overly political and put a sharp focus on climate change and justice the march builds on a 2014 landmark event that drew hundreds of thousands to the streets around the globe then the push was for the world to deliver a climate deal a goal achieved a year later in paris the climate action landscape has changed, well, actually a lot since then, most notably by the election of uh, President Bush. You didn't correct me on that one. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not, yeah, not Bush this time. <laughs> President Trump. While some of his policies may be driving people to the streets on Saturday, Paul Getzos, the National March coordinator said he wasn't the initial impetus for the march quote we were ready to be active with the next administration when we thought it was hillary clinton ghetto said our steering committee was working together last year to figure out how to make the next president who we thought was going to be Clinton, be bigger and bolder on climate end quote nonetheless trump's election has changed the focus a bit yeah. Organizers and other climate advocates are now trying to prevent the U.S. from backsliding on its recent climate action progress. One goal of the march will be to remind the president that the Trump administration's rollbacks don't represent what the majority of Americans want when it comes to climate change. The march route will circle the White House, serving as a visual reminder to its occupants that the public is watching what happens within its gated grounds. The march is focused on politics, but driven by science that shows climate change impacts are becoming increasingly clear even as the time to stave off the worst impacts is running short. It's the strongest link to the March for Science, which took place on Earth Day, which was last weekend. Yeah. The Washington, D.C. March and 300 satellite events. There's only 300? Hmm. I mean, I'm saying only because we have one in Carbondale. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, I guess we must have a, a bunch of dedication to working on climate in Carbondale. When people say we're the center of the universe, I believe it when I you know, hear that there's... A, 
300 satellite events and we have one here. Yeah, right here in southern Illinois. Now, these 300 satellite events are expected to draw as many as 150,000 people. Well, the number of people turning out is important to send a message. Organizers are focused on what comes next. Quote, April 30th is much more important than April 29th. Getso said, one of the goals of this week is to get people organized and excited and in relationships so they are going back to their community to take on fights and campaigns around climate and climate justice, end quote. Getso said the march, coupled with pursuing local action, can serve not just as a springboard to make climate change a national issue in the 2018 midterms and the 2020, the 2020... We're living in the future, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like a presidential election. But also remind the world the U.S. isn't giving up completely on addressing climate change in the interim. Quote, it's important because it will communicate that there is a strong and vibrant climate community in the U.S. no matter who the president is, and we will hold them accountable, he said. I mean, that quote sounds like it will hold the climate community accountable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, the climate community and the presidents, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm got, I, I think it's good to discuss both points that, you know, a lot of what's being discussed right now is responses to what Trump is doing, but that even before Trump was elected, we knew we were going to have to have this march because climate change is such a big issue and needs so much work on it right now that people were going to have to march regardless of who was president just to get the work done. I like it, too, for the Southern Illinois March, the, the prospect of getting people energized about climate change. Because I know there are a lot of people around here who care about it, but there's not, there's not as much of a big public mass movement around it here. But s starting tomorrow, there may be. And then we'll see what goes on forward from that. All right, so in other news, we have some news about the climate itself. Extreme Arctic melt is raising sea level rise threat. New estimate nearly twice IPCC's. Global sea level rise could happen at nearly twice the rate previously projected by the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, even under the best scenario, according to a new report. By the end of the century, uh, as some glaciers disappear completely, the Arctic's contribution to global sea level rise will reach 19 to 25 centimeters, according to the report by the Arctic Council's Arctic Monitoring Assessment Program. Uh, factoring those numbers into projections about other sources of sea level rise results in a minimum of 52 centimeters of sea level rise by 2100 under best case scenario. And that's just from the Arctic they're going with. And 74 centimeters under business as usual. Quote, these estimates are almost double the minimum estimates made by the IPCC in 2013. So they're getting double what they were expecting for the minimum uh, so those people who are looking at the minimum and saying, well, maybe we'll have the very least amount of war warming and melting, maybe it'll be okay, this is sort of refuting a lot of that. Even if we get the minimum, that's a lot. So the report is called Snow, Water, Ice, and Permafrost in the Arctic, 2017 takes a comprehensive look at the changes already underway in the Arctic, as well as what's in store. It was one of a handful of reports examining climate change in the Arctic and its effects on communities that were released by the AMAP in advance of this week's International Conference on Arctic Sciences. 
So it's good timing to have some science news coming out at the same time as the climate march news as well. This is kind of tough. I mean, these findings are hard to stomach. The authors also write, I, I mean, I can't believe that the authors write that the Arctic Ocean will be largely ice-free in summer as early as the 2030s. So, and that, you know, the warmer water could alter climate as far south as the tropics. So, now we've been bringing forth someone who's out there doing something good in the world. We've been trying to talk about what we call the fixers each week. Meet the fixer. This teenager gives the youngest generation a voice. Growing up in the era of smartphones and social media, today's kids have the world on a handheld screen. Yet they don't often engage on environmental issues. Why? Quote, we've never been told our opinions matter, says Shuzetta Martinez. The refrain he hears from grown-ups, these issues should be left for adults. Now, a uh, little side note, I get um, mad at people who say our youth are our future. Um, why? I was at a climate conference where a young lady got up and said that. She's like, adults, quit saying the youth of our future, because that means we don't have to do anything until the future comes. Say the youth are now. Yeah, the youth are our present. Yeah. Martinez, who is half Aztec, helps organize unified actions like protests and tree plantings for Earth Guardians, a nonprofit that encourages youngsters to stand up for the planet. Martinez rallied youth for the 2014 Climate March in New York and the Native Nations Rise March on Washington this March. At just 16, Martinez has dressed the United Nations five times and is one of the 21 kids suing the federal government over climate inaction. We've talked about that a few times. Yeah. They're saying, again, you adults are killing us and we're suing you for it because you're not protecting us kids. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's good to mention the right now, too, is that, you know, they're having to take action on it right now, even as they're children. So it's not like this is a future issue. <laughs> This is something that he and other kids are having to deal with right now. He, he has also talked climate on HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher and in Teen Vogue, among other media outlets. Makes you wonder what the hell you were doing when you were in high school, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was playing video games in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Um, by the time he's 26, Martinez would like to see a much better world. Ten years isn't much time, though. The generation has to take action fast. And here's a quote, like I mentioned, this other young lady had said. His quote is, we're not just the future, he says. We're also here right now. Hmm. That's a 16-year-old. Yeah. Taking on and saying, make it so I can survive. Yeah, that's pretty inspiring. I mean, part of it... Part of it does make me look at myself and say, what was I doing when I was 16? You know, where was I? But Well, I forget that. What yeah. am I doing now? <laughs> yeah, Just that's like the more <laughs> important thing is to not look at the past and say, well, hey, if a 16-year-old can work on this and, and make it a part of his life, then why can't we as adults? We can. Yeah. All right, and some other news. Uh, today's energy jobs are in solar, not coal. 
New York. This is from the New York Times. That's part of what's news to, to me is that mainstream news sources are talking about this. It's pretty big news. Well, not just mainstream news sources. Coal companies are doing this. Yeah, even I mean, the coal companies are. It used to be the coal companies were saying, oh, solar, when's that ever going to happen? Now the coal companies are saying, where can I install some solar panels so I don't go bankrupt? <laughs> or they've already declared bankruptcy and the judges are telling them they have to diversify. Yeah. <laughs> President Trump has promised to revive the coal industry and double down on fossil fuels. And there are recently some politicians right around here who are promising to do the same uh, and yet don't have public meetings to talk to their constituents. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so here we are. They're talking about creating so many energy jobs, quote-unquote. But he has not focused on the increasingly important role of renewable power in America's energy economy. Well, he doesn't have to. It's already taken over. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing just fine without his help. Last year, the solar industry employed many more Americans than coal, while wind power topped 100,000 jobs. So wind power is even about to overtake coal, too. Those numbers come from a Department of Energy report published in January by the Obama administration that provides the most complete picture available of American energy employment. A Department of Energy spokesperson for the current administration declined to discuss the report on the record <laughs> because they knew they couldn't, they couldn't make defenses for their administration's arguments, so they're just not going to talk about it. That's my editorial. Well, what do they say? What did Mom always say? If you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. And so uh, that should be a, po a political policy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Silence is golden. <laughs> we don't have to hear the Energy Department spokesman rant about untrue things. In 2016, 1.9 million Americans were employed in electric power generation, mining, and other fuel extraction activities, according to their reports a field we'll call power creation for short. More than 373,000 Americans worked part or full-time in solar, and just over 260,000 of them, or about 70%, spent a majority of their time on solar projects. Most solar energy jobs were in installation, construction, and manufacturing, as the relatively new industry continued to add capacity. Now, it, it's not a really a relatively new industry. It's new for it to be this big, you know. Solar power still generated a small share of United States energy output last year. Now, part of what it doesn't explain in the article is that means that there's still a lot of growth to happen. You know, all of this growth is happening, and it's still created a relatively small share, so it's going to keep growing and growing until it takes over the whole energy uh, landscape. Well, like I mentioned and have mentioned quite a few times on this show, um, our state has passed... Uh, build for renewable portfolio standard to make it so that we go from our current, you know, under 80 to 1350 by 2020. So that's not even three years and expand from, you know, under 80 or let's say round number under 100 to 1350. That's the goal. And that's just here in the state of Illinois. So. Most solar energy jobs are in installation, construction, and manufacturing, you know. And so that's like, you know, real hands-on do-it jobs. And that's what our country was founded upon. You know, we don't have very many types of jobs like that anymore. Now, the coal industry, which has shed jobs since 2012, primarily due to competition from, wait for it, <laughs> natural gas. 
employed just over 160,000 workers nationwide, and about 54,000 of those were in mining. And so, um, you know, good-paying jobs are not available in coal mining anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. And some of them are popping up in solar. Now, today is Arbor Day. We are wrapping up Earth Month. And again, today is Arbor Day, and um, that means... I guess hug a tree, plant a tree, respect the tree, rely, realize that a tree makes it possible for you to breathe. Today is Kiss Your Mate Day. Um, guys, don't forget this one. Kiss her and then maybe, I don't know, read her some poetry. Because today is Great Poetry Reading Day also. Saturday is Greenery Day. And if you missed last week's um, Keep Carbondale Beautiful cleanup, there will be, because of, you know, it was a really bad weather, there will be a Keep Carbondale Beautiful 2. And I think we'll mention that in Happenings. On Sunday is Hairstyle Appreciation Day, but also National Honesty Day. So I don't know if those go together at the same time. Can you appreciate funky hairstyle and be honest at the same time <laughs> monday is may day loyalty day and save the rhino day coming up is brothers and sisters day lumpy rug day world press freedom day now needed more than ever and renewal day which is also star wars day otherwise known as may 4th may is coming up right around the corner it is national salad month older americans month date your mate month foster care month and national bike month in happenings locally we have the fourth friday fair guess what that is today 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 is the Spring Fling, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. Live music, food, bounce house, kids' crafts. And today, Africa's coming here. Swade. Swade. Southern Illinois West African Drum Ensemble will be playing. They're starting off the fourth Friday fairs with a bang. <laughs> That's true. <but laughs> just like with a bang. Yeah. Today, also at the Town Square Pavilion, sign making event. This will be signs, whether they're for the People's Climate March or for another cause. You know, there is the uh, Saturday vigils. People will be getting together at the Town Square Pavilion as part of the fourth friday fair or just be there because you know mm -hmm. it's a fun thing so people just get together yeah yeah they'll have a booth there so if you want something fun to do while you're listening to music and checking out all the other booths you can make some signs while you're there as well the native plant sale is coming up on saturday at 10 a.m to 2 p.m at the town square pavilion sierra club native plant sale it's 10 a.m to 2 p.m at the town square pavilion 
and they will have hundreds of flowering plants and shrubs to choose from with plant experts to give advice. Okay, so also coming up is the People's Climate March. Now this is a big one. I've been involved on the planning committee for this, so I'm really excited about this. It's in solidarity with the People's Climate March that's going on in Washington, D.C. Rather than burn all the fossil fuels to go out to that one, you can have one right here in southern Illinois. Oh, that's a good idea. So it's happening on Saturday right here in Carbondale, Saturday at 12.30 p.m. at the Guy House. That's 913 South Illinois, the corner of Illinois and Grand. And this is an opportunity to march in solidarity with the main march. And we are marching for our families. We're marching for our air, our water, our land. We march for clean energy jobs and climate justice. We march for our communities and the people we love. So we've got this schedule here. So the schedule is 12.30 to 1 o'clock is the rally. And then 1 to 2 is the march. And then from 2 o'clock onward will be a festival. And at the festival, there'll be music, a finger food potluck, speakers, and information fair. Of course, there are um, funny places to find parking. But at least you're not now driving all the way to Washington, D.C. to march for the climate. There is a website, peoplesclimate.org, if you would like more information about the main People's Climate March. Otherwise, this is Saturday. There is a long list of great um, sponsors, including Shiny Group Sierra Club, Shiny Green Party, Gaia House, Illinois Initiative, Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship, SIU Sense, Students Embracing Nature, Sustainability and the Environment, SAFE, Southern Illinoisans Against Fracturing Our Environment, Shawnee Hills and Hollers. Yeah, and we've been discussing rain plans, too. The forecast is that it's currently looking like there won't be rain during the march itself. But in the event of light rain, the march will still go on, and Guy House will be open during the march, so people can make their own decision about, you know, if it's too rainy for them or not. If it's extreme thunderstorms, you know, we might wait and stay in Guy House for a little while and see. But, uh, oh, you mean you're going to work with nature? Yes, we're going to try to work with nature rather than work on our own schedules. <laughs> Just like. But currently, keeping our fingers crossed, it looks like it's going to be a break in the rain for a few hours right around the right time, so here's hoping. But rain or shine, it's still going on, and it's still going to start around 1230 with the march starting at 1 over at Guy House. A Circle of Ritual Wonderment is a Master of Fine Arts thesis exhibit on April 29th with the rain date of April 30th. All events begin at thir- 3 o'clock, and then there's actually putting together a second rain date of May 6th. The festival events, let's, I'm trying to see where it's located. It says Mandala Gardens at... 1704 North State Street in Marion. Festival events include yoga. Swade will be playing there, an open drum circle. And this is at Mandala Gardens in Marion. Celebrate an early May Day, an evening of protest song with labor troubadour Bucky Halker. 6 p.m. Saturday, April 29th at the Laborers Local 773 Hall which is at 5102 
Ed Smith Way in Marion, which is across from the airport. This event is free and open to the public thanks to the generous support of the Illinois Education Association and the Illinois Labor History Society. That sounds like fun. Huh. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to celebrate Mady. I also wanted to mention that, you know, the fourth Friday fairs are coming up, but then there also will be the Wednesday Brown Bag Concert Series. If you pick up a current issue of The Nightlife on page four, they've got a decent article, decent full-page article about it. Now, we almost forgot to mention, Saturday is a jam-packed day. Yeah. Saturday is the 44th annual Great Cardboard Boat Regatta. The Boat Regatta. Ultimate Recycling. Mm-hmm. Getting together in the morning, starting at 10 o'clock, they will have a check-in with the race actually starting at 1 o'clock. So um, this, is, this year is at uh, Evergreen Park. And so... Um, this one, this is w- was the first original one, I understand, and it, they've spawned lots of other ones all over the place. Oh, huh. But it's a simple concept. Build a boat out of cardboard and race it. Yeah. And if you're in the audience, cheer as they sink. <laughs> yeah. Or cheer as they make it. I mean, you know, yeah. there's about a 50-50. No. And you More of them make it than don't. I mean, I'm just... Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them make it at least a little bit. It's a question of how long they make it. But they have the one where it's instant boat contest, where you, like, build one, you get a kit, and you you build it right there. Yeah. And so those ones tend to, you know, sink a little more. And so there is a lot of fun. So, again, boat registration and inspection start at 10 a.m. There is rules. And then the races begin at 1 p.m. And they do have some of the mechanical ones that, you know, can have propellers or wheels or something, but it's um, human-powered. You know, it has to be human-powered, so. Yeah. And just go online or pick up the nightlife for some pictures of, I mean, it's amazing what they can build out of cardboard. Yeah. I'm not actually (coughs) on time here. We've got the, just, we want to mention again, the Spring Cleanup and Recycling Day. That's coming up on round two of that is coming up on saturday may 6th they had the first round already they got 50 participants but they also got a lot of rain so they want to be sure that people who may have missed it because of the rain get a second chance to go out there and do some good so that's saturday not this saturday but it's on may 6th at 9 a.m to 12 p.m over at attics park and i do want to mention that there is a bunch of plays happening this weekend um like three different locations get your chance to have some ed- what is it culture but more than that um there's the one that i guess you could c- it, it is a live play but i don't know if you'd call it culture or just plain fun and that is how peter pan became himself <laughs> and so that's one and then the importance of being earnest is another one this is off the top of my head um stretching a little time we did forget to mention Transpoetic Playground, Journey and Return on Tuesday, May 2nd at 8.30 p.m. at Guy House. The Transpoetic Playground invites all to enjoy the performance of poetry at Guy House. 
and that is next Tuesday, May. Wait, it says May. Yes, May is coming. All right. You have been listening to another exciting and informative half hour of Your Community Spirit. If you would like your happenings to happen, please email us, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, or just tell us what you think. And I heard you can send money via email, so feel free to do that, too. Thank you very much for listening to our show for 17 years and running on Your Community Radio. This is Ord Energy Mon. We will see you again. Oh, you want? Yeah, I was just going to say entry song, too. <laughs> we'll see you again on the radio. Next week. Enjoy the day. And there's so much stuff happening this weekend.